Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, at Windsor Auctions, based in Windsor, and I'm joined by... It's me, Simon, in Devon. Thankfully, quite a long way away from our next guest. More about that later. How's your week been? It's your turn first this time. That's why I jumped in early. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, well done. Good shot. (laughs) Uh, My week has been varied and exciting. I've got a valuation day tomorrow in a lovely little village hall uh, not far from here in Devon. The nice lady reminded us to bring a pound for the honesty box to park our car. I remember you telling me that. Isn't that nice? That is nice. I've had a horrible day. I've already told you. I'm going to tell you about my horrible day. Oh. Yeah, you've got a pound. Why have you had a horrible day? I had a lady consign huge consignment of jewellery and she has decided to withdraw it all from an auction because she has decided not to sell it. Now, I completely understand that people have a change of heart, but... um, not to add too fine a point on it. Once I've got it, valued it, photographed it, got it ready, catalogued it, got it ready to go, I look upon it as mine. <laughs> so we've returned it all to the customer. <laughs> we've returned it all to the customer. A lot of hard work. Um, hopefully at a later date, they'll come back to us. But as the lady said, I just can't sleep. I don't think, I think I jumped too soon to sell it, etc., etc., etc. So one of the trials and tribulations of owning an auction house. Uh, dear listener, you can hear this rotund auctioneer sobbing quietly <laughs> over this. If my children are listening, cancel the turkey. Uh, Christmas Christmas is not on this year, boys. Yeah. It's not on. It's not happening. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, but there you go. Uncle Harry's let you down. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. It, do you know what? It did feel a little bit like that. You can't be angry about it, but it's just... Um, no. But, you know, we said we'd talk about um, our lives as auctioneers, warts and all. Also went to a hoarder's house this week. Love a hoarder's house. Where, have I told you this? May have told you this before in the previous pod, uh, where the chaps went upstairs to help me uh, quote for clearing. And when they stepped off the landing, the floor, I was downstairs, they were upstairs, the floor bowed. Because they house the room was so full of stuff, and they tried to step in it, and you could feel wow. the ceiling bow. So that was oh. nice. <laughs> Best you stay downstairs at that point, Harry. Well, um, I'm telling this anecdote just because we like to poke a bit of fun at myself sometimes about my large size. But that is what the two people who work for us said. Went, we'll do the upstairs. It looks quite full. We'll you won't upstairs. get off the landing. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, very quick way to clear upstairs when you come crashing through the ceiling with the contents, I'd imagine. That's going to expedite the process. Expensive, possibly. Expensive. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. So we're back in the land of interviews. Fantastic. We are interviewing. And I mean, I use this word inspirational quite a bit, but this lady truly is. Originally from Latvia, really hardworking. Change of career after she was made redundant, I think. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. And became an antiques dealer, then became a TV personality and is now opening her own auction house. First sale in January uh, 2023. One of the few female-led auction houses in the UK, which is magnificent and almost certainly will put our auction houses to shame. She's got some interesting lots coming up as well, hasn't she? Oh. Unique things from the Qatar World Cup. 
I've been trying to get a sneak preview of the catalogue. Yeah, we'll hear all about it, I'm sure. And some potential sleepers that she's going to tell us about. And we know being addicted to the auction world as we are, sleepers, that's what gets you addicted to an auction. So let's hear from Arita about all things trading and auctions. Here she is. So welcome, Arita, to the podcast. I'm so glad you found time in your what at the moment is a very busy schedule to fit in a quick interview and a chit chat with us. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. And I am so glad you've asked me to do this because I have watched quite a few of your podcasts. You're the one. Yeah, you are our listener that we refer to. Well, hang on. If you're on the pod, who's going to be listening to it? That's a bit of a problem, Marita. Yeah, We've not we'll thought that through. I know, because, you know, I can't listen to my own, can I? Surely not. <laughs> of course you can. Arita, we are absolutely, Harry and I are absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast. We consider this a coup to get you on our podcast, our little podcast, to talk about everything that you do. Um, and we know you from the television. We'll talk about that later. Harry will talk about that. Um, we know that you've got massive things on the go at the moment. But for our listeners, help us because you've got a great story, haven't you? Um, tell us how you started out. Tell us where you started out and how you got into this amazing business? Well, kind of, when it comes to antiques, I've never had a great interest at all. Up until 12 years ago, knowingly, I had not really handled an antique. Right. <laughs> never studied anything about them. Yeah, completely blank to it all. And I got made redundant from the job that I had, which was in retail. I knew I didn't want to go back in retail in that sense, in management, and I needed something else to do. One thing led to another, and I ended up with a house full of job lots from an auction, and that was it. I was hooked. How? Why? How did this happen, Arita? How on earth did this happen? <laughs> uh, a member of family turned up with a carload and said, you owe me X amount of money. Yeah, make it work. I told them to go somewhere. Sorry, hang on, hang on. So you haven't got a job. A well-meaning member of your family went, I've bought you all this stuff. Will you sell uh -huh. it? You had no experience and you it say it cost me 500 quid. You've got to pay me the 500 pound back and you keep the profit. Can I just say it was a lot more than 500? Oh, really? Oh, right. A lot more. So when I looked at it all, imagine someone who has no idea what anything is when it comes to antiques. I looked at it and I used... A swear word <laughs> uh, to say what you want me to make that amount of money from this. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was brought up saying, if you don't have it, you don't spend it. Okay. Right. You can't buy it. You can't afford it. You don't buy it. It's as simple as that. So owing someone money for something that I couldn't see any value in was absolutely petrifying. And there was no way I was not going to give it back because that's just the kind of person I am. Yep. And yeah, two weeks later, I had spread it around the house. Um, I had researched every tiniest thing in all those boxes. I stood my first car boot and I took 180 pounds. I was rather excited because I thought I was selling the crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that's not bad for a first car boot, 180 quid from nothing. I know. And uh, yeah, that was it. It just went from there. 
that was it. I was absolutely hooked. And I did it day and night, every day. Then I got a job in my local auction house where I was part-time while still dealing. Um, I got the job, by the way, <laughs> because the auctioneer actually thought I had knowledge. Yeah, let's... Right, okay. Mm. <laughs> let's run with that. Good. It wasn't the case. Are we, are it wasn't we, the case. It wasn't I, the case. You're just a very good at your interview. I'm just very good at blagging. <laughs> I've, I've lived my life that way in some way or form because, come on, I come from nothing. I come from a countryside in an old USSR, you know, from nothing. And somehow... I still don't know really how my life has just gone from this one thing to the next to the next. And now I'm sat here talking to you guys. Yeah, I don't, hang on, let's just get that into perspective. We're not the pinnacle. <laughs> well, no. hold on, hold on, hold no. on a minute. I think I think you I think you've had a bit of a slide here, yeah, but we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll gloss over that for you, Arita. Don't worry about that at all. That's fine. This is just a blip for you, Arita. You'll be fine. Trust me. Oh, is me. it? You'll be oh, all... is this yeah, a blip? Yeah, okay. yeah this okay. won't ruin your career. You're quite safe. This is a temporary low. You'll bounce back from this point. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. But you have now gone on to establish a a fabulous career in what we call our you know in our antiques and collectibles world have you learned to love it from day dot of me touching the antique and doing that first bit of research i did not want to look at another job this is this is all i want to do for the rest of my life and the fact that i do tv with the antiques involved on top of that that's just the cherry on the top of the cupcake do you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's yeah it's just I can't believe I still do it. I, I have every so often this feeling as if I'm an imposter. You know, like, <laughs> like last night my kids wanted to watch uh, the new series of Road Trip. So we turned it on and I'm like, how is that me? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this happen? So, Arita, one of the reasons I got in contact is that you are just about to, well, you have opened, but you haven't had your first sale yet. Is that right? You've opened your own auctioneer. So you've gone from in this car boot antique dealer, blagging your way, your words, not mine, <laughs> into an auction house to a work. You're now opening your own auction house. Yeah. What, what, what happened there? You just got bored of working for other people and went, oh, do you know what? <laughs> It's Tuesday. I think I'll just open an auction house. I mean, how? What? Where? Where have you? Where's that come from? We always used to laugh with the girls that I worked with that one day one of us would own an auction house and we would all work together. It was just like a funny thing we used to say when we had dinner parties. Never in a hundred years did I think that I would be that person. Like it never crossed my mind. I never thought that would have been a possibility. Now I'm. I have quite a strong intuition as a person. And I believe that all the dreams and everything that happens around us happens for a reason. And this January, I had a dream that I had opened an auction house. And I met the girls that I used to work with. And I said, you know what? I think it's right time. I think I just got to do it. Because I know that if I do not do it right now, and take it on as soon as I had that thought that in 10 years time, when I look back, I'll regret not trying. And I don't want to live with regret. I, d I just don't want to. I don't want to regret anything that has happened or that has been said because it just makes life 
that bit more sad, I think. I don't want to live like that. So, Arita, you had the dream January just gone. For the listeners, we're in November now. So talk us us through from the dream to where we are today. This, This I've got to hear. Right. So the dream happened in January. Then two weeks later, I decided that, you know what? I'm doing this. I can do this. Put my big girl pants on and I can do this. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and it was as early as February when I started slowly and steady putting the things on a paper, what I need, how I'm going to do it, what are my basics. The business was registered in June and we opened the doors in September. Wow. Yeah. So first sale how- in January. It's it's very exciting. Now, I've got to ask one question. This is going to be awkward. The girls that you used to chat with and have dinner parties with, are they coming to work with you now? Yeah. Oh, they are. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Fantastic. fantastic. God, that, that was a brave that, question. I know that could have gone badly wrong, couldn't it? She could have said, no, didn't employ any no, of them. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they all failed the interview. Two of them are quite uh, permanent with me. No, Lovely. in fact, three are. My photographer... My right hand, Rachel, my jewellery specialist. And yeah, who knows? Maybe there'll be more joining. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, I love that. Fant- um, I've got one further supplementary question, if I may, Simon. I know I'm stealing your... Uh, no, 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 there. go. You're a massive advocate of women in the trade, are mm. you not, Arita? This is a thing that we talk about all the time. There aren't enough women. It's a theme we're running over our interviews mm. in November and December about the fact we want to get, you know, it's a great job. Get after it. But all your staff currently women, is that right? At the moment, at at the the minute, minute. yes. Not that you're selecting, yeah. but that's just how it's worked out. It's just how it's worked out. There is no intention to whatsoever. No, no. And we all happen to be, you know, working moms. And it's not an easy life being a mom with a career. And trying to combine it all. And do you know what I mean? It's, and I think women in this industry have really tough time. I mean, the amount of times that I have walked up to a stall, picked something up, and, and the person on the other side has gone, that's expensive, you know. Oh. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. It happens a lot. Does it? It's a, see, mm. obviously, for our, from our perspective, this is, this is why we're trying to... Uh, draw people's attention to it obviously it doesn't happen to us exactly do you know what i mean we walk up to a store somebody goes oh where are you mate blah 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 there's never any question which is awful that's why we're trying Mm. to shine a bit of a light on on it you know i remember once uh going to someone's house doing a house evaluation when i worked for someone else and they basically said so where's the valuer i don't i don't think that's the way it should be no. Do you know no. what I mean? Well, no, it, Arita, Arita, just to qualify this, we always mention this. Simon and I both work for our wives. So mm. our wives are the sort of are running the auction houses on a day-to-day basis, and we get to do the fun bits of standing on the rostrum and all the rest of it. But we work with and for our wives, and, and therefore we – so we have encountered, weirdly, we've encountered people being peculiar or saying really the wrong things to our wives, thinking that, you know, and obviously – Working with your husband is awkward because you get a very strong reaction from the husband if you're rude to their <laughs> wives. So when, Arita, we, you know, one of the reasons we want to champion this is because Harry and I have both been there at our auction houses when a customer or a client or, or a de- or a trader, however, has been speaking to our wives and then looked over their shoulder to see where the man is. 
and, 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 and we will not have that. We will not have that. And the reason we won't have that is because there are, just like our wives, marvellous women like yourself who are running, are going to run a fabulous auction house and make a fabulous success of it and bring skills that Harry and I do not share. And one of them will be looking after your employees who are working mums with an understanding of everything that they need. Mm. And they will be an asset to your business 100%, I have no doubt. But that's why we want you, specifically yourself and other ladies like you, on this podcast to A, champion the cause and B, explain to people out there what a wonderful business this can be, despite some of the obstacles that you have to get over. Yeah, it's really nice to hear that, to be fair. I don't think we're alone, but I think we're trying to put the message out there a bit. And also, what I love about you is that in your press releases and things like that, that you've done for your fab auction house, first sale in January, dear listener, first sale in January, um, that that you always mention, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of, you know, women in the trade. And that's what, you know, you know that it's important. Um, but by the same token, because um, it's not all serious topics on this, um, you seem to me like somebody who has a lot of fun doing what you do. <laughs> oh, don't. I love my job. I absolutely love everything about it, including cleaning the toilets, because I'm the, let's be honest, I'm the cleaner as well as the auctioneer in here. <laughs> and you're going to be on the rostrum, Arita. You are going to be on the rostrum for the first sale. Come on. Okay. No one knows this yet, but... Yes, I am. For the oh, first time fine. in my life, I'm going to get up there with my gavel and I'm going <laughs> to attempt it. Um, you will have to watch and see what happens. Oh, we will be. I think attempt <laughs> is the one wrong word, Arisa. I think you're going to nail it. Off air, everybody, we asked Arisa to make sure not, not to expand her uh, empire anywhere near the two of us because we don't think we'd be able to compete. <laughs> There, there has been there has been an NDA not yet signed by Rita that says she is not allowed to open an auction house south of Watford because, quite frankly, Harry and I are feeling a tad threatened. If I'm honest with you, a tad threatened. So, oh come on, Rita, you, the the auction house is obviously building pace, building momentum. How's the sale? How's the sale looking for January? It's looking really good. Really good. I didn't know what to expect. So we gave ourselves a little bit more time, you know, than just a month to gather it all, um, to get all the basics in place and so on. But people have been so supportive. I've had the most wonderful things in and, and the wonderful stories from, from people. Like today, I this morning, I had a valuation day down the road and someone brought this incredible silver French box. I mean, as an object, it's worth three to five hundred pounds. But inside it was a little old, really old piece of paper that said that it was a gift from Napoleon. I mean, how how can you not love your job when you <laughs> get a chance to research and try to find a connection? Because it had all the names, who he was given to, where he was given. Now I got homework. I know I ain't sleeping tonight. <laughs> And where are where so valuation days? Where are all the items coming from for your for your sales? Um, at the minute, we got quite a few valuation days in the local area. We got some in Melbourne, in Swarkston, one coming up in Worksop. But we also have people who have actually gotten in touch with me and asked me to go and do valuation days in places like Bolton area and even in Kent. 
Wow. Oh, easy. Well, it's, easy. Getting bit, easy. it's getting a bit closer. Back up, the, back up the map there, Arita. Watford. Remember <laughs> yeah, Watford, Arita. Yeah, back back, okay. back over line. the line. That's <laughs> your line. Get back above Watford, Arita. Steady. I was invited. It wasn't my fault. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Dear listener, if they, oh. the panic on Simon and my face at that precise moment, which went, oh, yeah, people have invited me everywhere. We're like, no, stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I yeah. can tell you now, my cheeks are already aching. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us about some of your finds over the years. Um, you know, w- when you're out there, because, you know, you started off um, sourcing and selling antiques and going onto the continent and the like. Tell us about some of your the, the great finds that you've had over the years, because that's the sort of stuff that, that we all get excited about, isn't it? That we all live for. Well, I've had plenty of those. None of them have been phenomenal, massive, you know, 100 grand kind of value items. But for me, it's more the stories that come from them. You know, people that I buy the items from. Um, For example, the first thing that comes in my mind, and it's every time the first thing, me and my husband were getting married. We found a lovely local lady who made our wedding cake. And one of the visits that we did at her house to taste the cake she said, oh, I have this silver little, um, solid silver student's lamp. So you know how the top, the front lifts up, it kind of extends a bit higher. So if you would put a candle in there, it would nicely reflect and you could read. Yes, yes. Never seen another one. And we bought it from her. And that was the first really expensive thing that I ever bought. I think I had only been dealing for about a year and a half at the time. And it was £700 that she wanted for it. And I thought, I just had to have it. And it. It was just so, I don't know, there's something really special about it that I feel like I could never part with it. And I think that is what intrigues me more. It's the people that I buy from, the stories that they tell me, not what the end result and financial side has been like. So are you a collector yourself now, Arita? Do you collect things for yourself? I collect hard work. Um, no I love my thing is exhibition frames you know the ones that have like frame inside the frame that is gilt wood yeah 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 oh love those I must have probably about 20 30 of those my every wall in my house is covered in them (laughs) but apart from that I'm very random at what I keep you know it's just if I like it I keep it and then I have one rule And I think everyone should have this role. When you have a collection of things and they are sat around, you know, cabinets or fireplaces or wherever you may keep them, when you walk past them and you admire them all the time, they should stay there. But the day you walk past and you ignore it and you can't see it anymore, I think you need it replacing with something else that you will notice it again. I think that's one of the things that I love about this industry, that it's so green. We mm-hmm. like we take things that otherwise could end up in landfill that people do not want, and we find new homes for them, give them more money to hopefully they would go to an auction and buy something else new for it and recycle again and again. And I just love that. We're like, we're helping environment, aren't we, guys? 
Absolutely, 100%. And, and Harry and I have been banging on about that in earlier podcasts, that this mm. is probably one of the greenest industries, particularly, yeah. and especially when you when you talk about furniture and you talk about, you know, house clearances and household objects that would otherwise end up in a skip. And actually, your bow-fronted Georgian chest of drawers will last another 100 years, exactly. go through the family and not fall apart and end up in a chipboard wasteland. So, yeah, 100% we're who's, with you on that Whose furniture entirely. does that, Simon? Whose furniture does whose that? Furniture, whose furniture? Whose furniture does um, that? Uh, do you know what? Apparently, uh, that particular furniture store, the best thing they do is meatballs, according to my sons. <laughs> oh, that does good, though. What? Yeah. We're, those we're, those I, meatballs I'm, are pretty good. <laughs> Arita, I refuse to eat them on principle. Sorry. I never what? tried one. I never tried one because that would entail stepping Iris, into Iris, that store. Simon and I are very different. Obviously, I just go to eat the meatballs, looking by, judging so by the size of it. It's the best meatballs in the world. No, 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 no. We are not championing this store. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they just open restaurants, Simon. Don't worry. We're not worried about the oh, furniture. okay. Yeah. We are not championing that chipboard <laughs> rubbish around here. Thank you very much. We are championing the green credentials of Arita Marriott Auction House. That's what we're doing because she is saving the planet one stick of furniture at a time. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. And it, and same with jewellery. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, we're going to melt it down. But the thing is, often we don't melt it down. It goes to another person who enjoys it again. And to be honest... A lot of the jewellery that is in auction, if you went to the store, you could not probably afford it because mm. it would be five times the price just because it's in retail environment. Yep. So if anybody right. out there wants to buy themselves a diamond ring or any kind of jewellery, go to auction. That is where you can have the bargains. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and you've moved now from obviously being a trader, buying and selling to the auction house, to the auction environment. First sale in January, Simon. First, First sale, sale in January. January. We're going to be watching. We are oh, going to be watching. No. Most Arita's we're going to be the rostrum. First sale in January. It says on my notes, keep saying it. I tell you what, <laughs> that rostrum's in a lot of trouble. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> right, Arita, see what you think of this. Harry and I have a gavel each, which is the same gavel that we used our very first day on the rostrum. And we're very superstitious. If we can't find our gavel uh, before the sale, it all goes to because, and both of us share this thing, from that first lot one that you will do in January, subconsciously, every penny you hammer lives in that gavel. <gasps> so that's how we look at it. So our gavels are worth millions and yours will be worth tens of millions before you know it. we have an even sweeter story about our gavels is that they I love that yeah uh, the even sweeter that simon's leaving out because he's being nice is that the our gavels are made by his dad so <gasps> simon's dad oh, made Simon! our gavels he's an expert at turning wood and he made our gavels it's amazing mm. it's oh. amazing you should see you should see two two grown men turn into a complete state if we lose our gavel oh, just yeah, before yeah, the auction. Yeah. Absolutely oh, ridiculous. Absolute, I mean, talk about ridiculous. I've driven halfway to Devon, realised they've left my gavel on my desk in winter and driven half the way back again to go and get it. No! Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolute lunacy. Welcome to the club, Arita. Madness Thank awaits. You. Well, then, 
I can't say my gavel was made by anyone in particular. It cost me £15 in the last Newark Antique Fair. No, in fact, Lincoln Antique Fair I bought it in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's I should remember that. But that's, Every but that's penny. quite cool. Every penny you ever earn goes through that gavel. Goes through that gavel. And so every <laughs> time you hammer that down, Arita, it gets more and more expensive. <laughs> Imagine. Do you think you would ever sell your gavels? No. No. Never. Never. I feel attachment to it already. <laughs> yeah, Arita, I'll tell you something really sad. I want to be buried with mine. <laughs> oh, Harry! Oh, Harry! I don't. There's nothing else I've asked for. I've just said, yeah. I just that's mine. That's the only thing that identifies me. That and my incredibly loud voice. Harry, we might need to stop this because Rita's sitting there looking a bit scared, going, uh, "What am I getting into? These two are <laughs> yeah, exactly. batshit crazy. These two are absolutely. What am I? What kind of? Yeah, what have, am I joining in with? You have oh, to be gosh. a little. You have to be a little bit crazy to be an auctioneer. Uh, now, Arita, um, it's I've got to ask you a question. Uh, Simon doesn't get involved in this bit, and you'll have to listen to a previous pod uh, to find out why Simon doesn't want to know, talk about this. But your TV career, tell us, mm. Arita, how did um, Antiques Road Trip? Was that the first thing you did on TV? How did that come about? Was it easy? Did they ring you? Did you ring them? What happened? Come on. Would anyone ever want to headhunt me? Yes. No. The answer is no. <laughs> well, I think I think they're wrong, but go on. As you know, you know, in this industry, most people are headhunted for the TV programmes. Yeah. I knew no one was, was ever going to come and look for me. And from that day dot of starting to kind of be involved in antiques, I watched Road Trip. I literally can say I've watched every episode ever made way before I was even on it. Right. Really sad. I could probably do a trivia, who bought what and what it made. <laughs> <laughs> That's about my highlights of uh, general knowledge. Right. But anyway, since I knew that no, was, no one was ever going to look for me because I was just a small dealer from Derbyshire at the end of the day, you know, standing antique fairs, nothing posh whatsoever, I got hold of the main guy's phone number and I rang him. There goes me blagging again. <laughs> I just rang him up and I said, right, so my name's Arita Marriott. And what do I do to get this job? And that was it. There were, if I'm not wrong, that year there might have been 19 of us for the position. Uh, we had to go through six months of process. There were interviews, screen tests, home videos, the, the whole shebang. And yeah, I got it. I don't know how, but I did. Oh, I think, oh, I th I think we I know think how. We all know how. Arita. I think we know how. Hard work and perseverance. That's how you got that. And, and the, the force of nature. Yeah. And the fact that you put yourself out there, whereas the other people have gone, oh, well, if I get it, I do. They ask me, yada, yada, yada. You've made it happen for yourself. Mm, I just thought, again, the time was right. Irita, off air, can you give Simon the number and a few tips? He did. He, 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 he did. He did. No, Simon did a few. He, he got turned down. Oh, Simon! I would so hire you, Simon. <laughs> Arita, you've always been my favourite. Always been my favourite. There is no better. I mean, how Hollywood hasn't picked you up yet? I don't know. It's a surprise to me. Do you know what? I've I've stopped taking it personally that nobody says they'll hire me. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here just to hype Simon up, Arita. Don't mind me. It's fine. I'll just sit in a corner. 
I'm, I'm sorry, Harry. It's I just a, feel sorry for him. It's so always the, I, it's always know. the fat kid that gets overlooked. I'm going to sit here and sulk now. <laughs> oh, don't! <laughs> I got some biscuits. You want some? <laughs> Sharing, so, caring. See, that's what that's what happens. The people just want to feed me. It's like having a toddler. Uh, thank you, Rita. I mean, come on, a biscuit and a cup of tea. It solves everything. It, that is very true. That is very. That true. is the best thing that has come from England. For me, I mean, I remember the first time I drank a cup of tea with milk. And as an Eastern European, it was the most disgusting thing ever. But it was my potential mother-in-law that had made it for me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thank you. It's really nice. <laughs> and then when we left the house, I was like. Now, fast forward, what, 14 years on? Can't live without a cup of tea first thing in the morning. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, yeah. that, phew, well, you can never go home now. Harry, a cup of tea and a biscuit. Yeah, it's all right. I'm, 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 I'm teed up. I'm fine, all right. It's okay. I'll struggle by with Simon. I'm okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a cuddle next time I see you. There you go. I'm not. That's the first time I've been offered a cuddle on the podcast. I tell you what, <laughs> Paul, Laid, Paul Laidlaw and uh, David Harper, they never offered me a cuddle, did they, Simon? I don't remember that. Oh, Paul Laidlaw, can I just say, oh, my first series that I did on Road Trip, I was begging to be put with Paul. Paul, to me, is like, I don't really know how to explain it, the king of antiques, maybe? That's quite suitable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, a very happy he's, um, when we started the podcast, he's a very generous guy. And we said, look, we want to get people on to interview people. And we'd met him when they were filming Road Trip at uh, Windsor or Lineberg, I can't remember. And both, uh, I both, I think. Yeah, he's filmed at both. And uh, he said, Yeah, I'll come on. He said, I'll come on. And then if I come on, a few other people might uh, pick it up. And that was a year or year or so ago, was it, Simon? And he's yeah. a very generous, he's a good spirited guy. And he's funny. He's really funny. Really funny. Really funny. Oh, my gosh. Me and him in the car, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good watch. <laughs> hey, don't get this the wrong way. No, you're okay. You're fine. You're fine. We took it entirely the right way. <laughs> <laughs> so you say. <laughs> now, Arita, um, one thing you might not know about Harry and I is, well, we have the two auction houses. I know you, you know that. Now, Lime Bay, where I am, which I run day to day, Harry and his wife, uh, we work for our wives for a start. Um, our wives absolutely run the show. My wife runs Lime Bay Auctions. Harry's wife runs Windsor Auctions. And we do our best to do as we're told most of the time. Uh, most of but, the time. <laughs> but what you might not know is that we bought Lime Bay Auctions it had been in business for 40 odd years. Prior to that, we started Windsor Auctions from nothing. Harry and I and our wives started it from nothing. So we know um, exactly how you must be feeling, or not exactly, we know how you must be feeling running up to your first auction. Mm. But, but tell us, I mean, we know, we know, it's going to be a massive success. We absolutely know that. But tell me how you're feeling. Tell me what's going through your mind as you run up to your first auction. It's mixed feelings, purely because I was a dealer for nearly 12 years and I love doing that. And I've completely cut it. So finishing that and starting a completely new chapter has been, it's been a big change. 
Instead of being out there on road every single day, driving hundreds of miles, looking for that treasure, I'm now looking for that treasure, but in a completely different kind of way. So I am in an office. For the first time in 15 years, I have a nine to five job. That's been an adjustment. (laughs) But the excitement of the actual sale coming up, I don't think I'm going to sleep a few nights before it, I have to say. I have a feeling. And do you think, I mean, you're, you're used to, you know, you're used to cameras, you're used to being on the telly, you're used to being now in the public eye because you're so, so very popular on these shores and with everything that you do. Well, you are, you're, you're, you're everywhere, you're, 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 Arita. You're, 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 I, I don't know that I am. Oh, <laughs> I, you think, I think you're fine, you are. You think, do you think you'll be nervous getting on that rostrum? Yeah, yeah. Our catalogue goes out on 22nd of December and I think once that is live... I will be able to breathe a little bit. I I will feel like, you know, one big chunk of it has been achieved and it has been completed. But I don't think I'm going to sleep the nights before the sale. I really don't. And what date's the sale, Arita? 11th of January. 11th of January. 11th of January, 10.30. Oh, hang on! It's, uh, Simon's Simon's putting Simon's putting it in his diary, and then after that, how many? What sort of um, calendar are you going to have? A monthly sale, bi-monthly? What's the plan, Arita? At this moment in time, as we stand, it's every two months. So next year, we've got only five planned. Whether anything will change, time will tell. But mm-hmm. yeah. at this moment in time, that's what the calendar says. That's what we are planning on doing. It's so, yeah. so, it is so exciting. So exciting. It really is. It really it is. is. Yeah. It's the most exciting thing. Um, okay, uh, Simon, I might be jumping in here and asking your question, but Arita, we're always advocating getting more people in the business, more women, etc. Do you have any advice for people, youngsters who want to get involved in the in in the trade? Have you got a some work pearls of wisdom that you can give to them? Other than the fact you've got to work bleeding hard, and also it's really handy if you've got the uh, pardon the expression the balls to ring the guy at SSTV and say, "Can I have a job, please?" Which I think is amazing. I love that. Amazing. I think anybody who's starting afresh, give yourself a budget, give yourself hundred pounds, whatever you can afford, and just aim to double it. Go out and buy what you like, because if you like it, surely there's somebody else out there who will like it too. Whether you sell it then online or whether you take put it in an auction, find your little niche, but make sure that that niche makes you happy. Because if you love what you sell, half the battle's done. Oh, fantastic. As we say, clip that up. We can uh, put that on some <laughs> motivational speaking. I tell you, that, that was awesome. <laughs> That was absolutely awesome. No, on, honestly, I love things that I used to sell. My thing was continental porcelain. And because I spoke about it with passion, because I genuinely loved it, I just thought it, it, it really helped selling parts. It really did. And I think when I'm on that rostrum, and when I genuinely will say, this is fantastic, it will really mean it. What are, what are some of your star lots then? Are you allowed to tell us? Are you allowed to give us the Gavin well, and the Gabble a sneak preview of some star lots coming up at your first sale? I have got a couple of really nice bits, some really nice gaming um, paintings, some Lovely. early Wedgwood basalts, 
busts that are superb quality. There, there is a really nice and interesting watch, a French maker, solid platinum, may I add. Oh. This is number 11 out of 23 ever made. And it was made for the commissioning commissioners of Qatar FIFA World Cup. Oh, and it was right. given wow. it was given only to the 23 people involved in the bidding committee. Wow. What will that make in the sale? And can I just make the point to future customers of Arita Marriott Auctions, this is the level of detail and quality you get when you deal with this lady. The research, the backstory, the promotion, the enthusiasm, this is yeah. what you get. Not Lot 52, it's a watch, best of luck. No, you get this kind no. of investment in marketing and research and promotion. Says it all. You know what? There's one more thing that I want to mention. We have a piece of lit glass that has never been seen. It's a piece of glass that is... The number matches their um, their catalogue online, but a piece in real life has never actually been seen, apart from oh. the one that we have in our storeroom. Oh, wow. Is wow. it the missing lids? Well, it turns out it is. Oh, wow. That's, I am, I'm, I'm there on the 11th of January. We've got to have Arita back because I want to know yes. what happened after the first sale. We've got to get her back. To, can we have you back, Arita, after your yes! sale on the 11th to give our listeners, because this is a fabulous story. We mm. want we want more women in this industry, more women championing this industry, and you're doing it, Arita, and you are going to be on the rostrum. Fantastic, because you'll be amazing. But this is a female-led auction house. And we need more of them. And so, therefore, I think our listeners are going to want to hear, you know, we know it's going to be a success. But how big a success is it? Will you come back and tell us? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I think hmm, there might be a sleeper. Mm, that's all I'm okay. saying. Are you sure that's all you're saying? They, they <laughs> might, I, I just love when someone brings something to me that I have never seen before. You know, trying to figure out where it came from, what the connections are, you know, who made this? When did they make it? Is there another one out there? And to be honest, you know how hard it is to put a value on something that you can't find another one of. Yeah, absolutely. But the beauty of our market is, by the way, Harry and I have done this a lot over the years. Um, if you make a mistake, 60 to 100 pounds is the valuation. And I don't know, Harry... <laughs> All right. I'm winning 7-6, aren't I, on the wall you of are. shame? Yeah. On the wall of shame. The ATG wall of shame, the bid barometer. I don't call that the wall of shame. What do you call it? I call it a success. Well, absolutely. It's the only industry... That's the where difference theory... between you and us, Arita. We're picking, we pick on each <laughs> other all the time and you see the positives. But when you get it wrong, and it's so right... That's a, mm -hmm. that's, that's a hell of a job, isn't it? And it's but so exciting. Just think about this, Simon. Is it you getting wrong or are you actually saying, come and get me? Which one is it? <laughs> because, come on, you put a low estimate. You know how this business works. A low estimate attracts interest. Interest creates bids. Bids create incredible results. It's as simple as that. Absolutely, Rita. And the beauty of our industry 
is that we share the success with our vendor. We're on their yeah. side. We are here to make them mm. as much money as we possibly can. So we're on their team. And when exactly. that works, it's just the best feeling ever. One thing that you might want to, um, well, hopefully might want to come back to have a chat about um, after January sale is a little cigarette case that we got going in. Have you ever heard of a painter, Austrian painter called Walder? He was the painter of the snow. He would paint people skiing. Right, yeah. yeah. His paintings make anything from 100 to 250,000 pounds. Right. Well, in the January sale, we have a little cigarette case. Only dinky little thing. Beautiful burr walnut base. Enameled solid silver top with one of his paintings and signature. Oh, wow. Amazing. Is it? Is it by him? Is it not? But it's, it is period. It is, that painting was painted in, in uh, 1937. It's called The Lonely Farm. And this particular case, the marks, as, as long as we can figure them out, are late 30s. This is going to be a great sale, Arita. This is going to be, be it's a going great to be a sale. superb sale. It's so exciting. I'll leave you two are bidding, you know. I'm more, I'm, more exci- <laughs> I'm more excited about your sale than I am about my next sale. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sale next week. I can't, I'm, whatever. I'm more yeah. interested in your first auction. 11th of January. Honestly, it's just all these things, they might not have massive value, but I think it's the fact that it's the first sale. It, it, I have so much sentiment in yeah. it yeah, 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 and I feel so attached and so invested in everything that I have and everything that I'm all the work that I'm putting in for it that every single night I get home I put my kids to bed and I will be on my phone doing research trying to figure out what is what and see whether I can connect something to something bigger and make it better than than what it could pos- possibly be and to make sure that those descriptions are nailed because come on covid changed things when it came to auction industry totally everything's online now so your description have to be on the point and your photos they are so crucial because basically that those two things is what sells the items absolutely absolutely mm. you mentioned your your boys what do they think of of what mummy's doing you know what i don't think they think much because at home, we don't talk about it. I tell them what I'm doing, what am I filming. I tell, you know, we watch the episodes, but we always say, mommy is just going to work and that is it. I'm just a working mom. We never use words like celebrity or, you know, TV personality or anything like that. And they still to this day, even though it's been, what, three years since I first went on telly, they still, if we go out somewhere and someone walks up and wants a photo or, you know, wants to have a chat with me, they always still go, but why? They don't even know you. <laughs> I think that's that's so healthy. That is such yes, a healthy yeah. approach to it. Yeah. Because that's how I want to be. I want them to grow up it, as normal, if you like, as possible. And in fact, from from their school, I hid it for a long time. I didn't tell anyone. It was only because one of the teachers was sick one day, you know, because, the, uh, for example, road trip is aired during the day. 
during the yeah. working day that one of the teachers was sick and she saw it and she was like, oh my God, it's been a year and a half your child's been in school and we only now find out. <laughs> and now, now you're do, now you're doing the school's au- charity auction, are you? <laughs> no, no, my private life is my private life, and I keep the two very, very separate. I have to say. Yeah, no, it sounds it does sound like the best way of doing it. Yeah, I just I just don't want them to think that they are any different to any other person. They're not privileged in any way or form. We are just a normal family with a normal working mom. Often people ask me, how do your children find the fact that, you know, you have to go away for work? Because when we go filming, we would be away for two, three days. And they say, oh, what a shame. You know, what a shame you have to go away. It's not a shame. I'm teaching my children that I love what I do. I love my job and I'm proud to have one. So why should that be a shame? I'm teaching them good work ethics. Yeah. That's how I see it anyway. But no, I, no, I think everybody should see it that way. I invest all of my dreams into my children. Ev- everything I do, they are aware of. And like with the auction house, they were there every step of the way. And they knew exactly what was happening next. And they know why sometimes I'm cranky or sometimes I'm tired because I've not slept the night because I've been Googling Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> because I tell them so. We, it, I think it's all about communicating and communicating it in the right manner. Isn't it nice, though, to have your name above the door, your business, your control, uh, you know, and the boys can see that? You know what? I left the auction house last night and I was sat in the car across the road looking at the, at the sign thinking, how? It just blows my mind. I, I know you might think it's absolutely weird thing to say, but it honestly does. It's like, I rung my mom the other day, who's still in Latvia on FaceTime, and I went across the road and I said, look, mom, it's my name. <laughs> she was like, yeah, how? I says, I know, I keep saying that. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I think I can speak for Harry um, when I say... I don't think we need to wish you great success, great oh. prosperity. It's going to happen without a shadow of a doubt. You're a force of nature, Rita. And if you want something to work, it'll damn well work. And I am absolutely 100% certain of that. That said, we wish you every success with that auction house. Very glad it's quite a few hundred miles away from me and Harry. Very glad about that. That's the positive for, for us. But for you, Rita. Uh, seriously, we, I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on that sale. 22nd of December, the catalogue comes out. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And the 11th of January, Arita will be on the rostrum. We're all going to be online watching that sale. I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. I can't believe it. Unfortunately, we are now out of time. The time what? has just flown by. I know. I know. It's horrible, isn't it? We only just horrible. started. We've, we've not even we've only just begun without a shadow of a doubt will you promise us you will come back after the oh, 11th 100%. and update us because we don't get me wrong i'm gonna but i want to hear about your experience on the rostrum i want to hear about the experience of the whole room it'll be a great success and you're an inspiration well Thank to you. everybody quite frankly Absolutely. Men, women, you're an absolute inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on, Harry. 
Uh, I, I don't need to say anything, Simon. You have really just nailed it there. Arita, you are going to be a huge success. And we are we are just... Uh, one, genuinely, I'm genuinely grateful that you managed to find five minutes or an hour, as it turns out. As it turns in out. the busiest schedule to have a chat with us. And uh, dear listener, make sure you're online to watch that auction or to bid. It's going to be... I think, one, it's going to be great fun. And two, you're going to see some great, great prices. Arita, thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I absolutely loved it. And I can't believe you're kicking me out. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's only been 50 minutes. <laughs> Can we do it again? We're definitely doing it again. Oh, we're definitely doing it again. Definitely Cheers, doing Arita. it again. Thank you, Arita. Thank you. Love you. Well, Simon, as we kept saying through that throughout that pod, I really hope that that amazing lady stays up in her area of the country and doesn't head our way. Arita Marriott, I mean, what a story. I have always been opposed to any building of walls in any of the political arenas around the world. They're always bad. But just this once, a wall across Watford West to east sounds like a good plan for the first time in my life because seriously, that her auction house, Arita's auction house, is going to be magnificent. And we've seen some pictures of it at the end. Um, it's a beautiful space, it's beautifully curated, it's going to be a magnificent sale. And well, I wouldn't want to be within 50 miles of that kind of competition because that's awesome, amazing. What I loved about it is that off air or during the recording that obviously the listeners uh, can't see is that she's so popular that um, she kept having to wave and we thought she was waving at us, but she was facing the front of her auction room and the local population keep waving at her and pulling faces and smiling at her through the window. And uh, so she spent the whole time waving at them going, hello, and they all think she's nuts, she says, because she's just talking to herself. So uh, she's going to do brilliantly. She's going to do so well. And you so know what? Well. In 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 a in a in a land of often stuffy, run by old men, grumpy auction houses, Arita, she is going to wipe the floor with all of those outdated stereotype auction stereotypical auction houses. They are we, you know, people. We're going to have to buck our ideas up because there's a there's a new chief in town. Uh, and by saying people, he means me. But anyway, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he meant there. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right, oh, dear. Simon, tell our listener what they've got to do. I am on the ball for this one. Dear listeners, as a listener to the Gavel and the Gavel podcast, you can save 30% on your Antiques Trade Gazette subscription. Subscribe now and enjoy instant access to unrivaled art and antiques coverage. Simply go to www.antiques.com antiquestradegazette.com forward slash gavel to claim your 30% off the only trade magazine you'll ever need. How's that? Have I made up for last time? You have made up for last time. What else have the uh, listeners got to do, Simon? Could they write to David, our producer, and <laughs> tell him that you like us? Oh, dear me. Uh, no, they've got to like, subscribe and write us a hopefully five-star review. Don't do your bit there, Simon. Hopefully a five-star review. If it's not a five-star review, maybe keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I think we just need to thank Arita for taking time out uh, to spend time with us on the pod today. She's an absolute inspiration. She's an absolute force of nature. And I'm hoping everybody will have enjoyed listening to Arita as much as we enjoyed interviewing her. On that happy note, mate, I'll see you soon. Take care, buddy. Cheers, pal.